Okay, so today we, we, we said that we'll look at, we talk about how to thrive in difficult times, you know, and um, in, in, in thinking about that and, and meditating about that, it was, it was clear to me that one of the keys to thriving in difficult times is to fight, is to fight. We, you have to fight we have to fight you have to you have to get into the place where you where you are in fight mode you know we the it's no news anymore what we are facing in the world today you know i mean it's it's amazing um change it sounds like an understatement you know we, we are looking at disruptions at at amazing magnitudes now the, the, the truth is that this plague will come to pass. Unfortunately, it has taken so many lives and it still appears that it will take more lives. As much as we pray that the um, impacts, the casualties will be reduced and we trust that God will answer our prayers and have mercy upon us in the name of Jesus as 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 much as it will it will reduce the fact that the fact is this for you not to be a casualty for you to be on your feet some people will be alive after the plague is over but they will be as good as dead they will be living dead they will be alive but they will have been battered beyond beyond repair, physically battered, mentally battered, some people even spiritually battered. We have people that we, their faith will not survive this pandemic. We have people that after the, the end of this pandemic, they will have been spiritually dead. You know, they will not be alive spiritually. By the time this pandemic is over, some people will have lost their faith in Jesus. By the time this pandemic is over, some people will have lost their minds. Some people would, will be struggling with acute depression, panic attacks, fear. By the time this plague is over and all that spiritual, physical attacks would always manifest in the physical. Always manifest in the physical. So people will develop high blood pressure. People will develop all sorts of physical ailments that has nothing to do with the virus, but was created because of the pressure that the virus has brought and we are facing as a, as a race. I'm praying that by the time it's all said and done, you will be standing strong in the name of Jesus. So what you need to do, what I need to do, what we need to do to be standing strong is to fight when it's all said and done. The word of God says that, I haven't done all. Stand. 
Haven't done all. Stand. Haven't done all. Stand. And to be standing when it's all done, to be standing while in the midst of battle, because you are in the midst of battle, to be standing when it's all done, you need to fight. You know, so the, the, if, you, if you have the outline, which I'm sure we all do, I, I hope you have the outline, you can get it on the website uh, or church online, or, you know, it should be posted on, on Instagram for those on Instagram, you know, to, to download the outline. So you follow along with me, with the outline, we have a teaching outline that is, um, that we have done. So there's an opening question there. Are you in war? Are you in battle? Do you consider yourself in battle? <laughs> I, I, can you see that the world is in battle today? You know, is in, is in, is in, is in, we are in battle. There's a war going on. So, combat to fight. So, we dive straight in. Combat or fighting is purposeful violent conflict that's that's what combat is that's what fight is is purposeful is violent is conflict there's conflict so so it, fighting combat is purposeful violent conflict you have to be purposeful don't you can't afford to be on the back foot and reacting you have to be purposeful you have to be determined you have to know that you are in war no soldier goes to war Carrying his gun and wondering, okay, what's going to happen now? Okay, will I, will I hear shots? You know, you had better be ready to fire a shot. And the purpose of the combat is to weaken and establish dominance. So, here we're dealing with the virus globally, the, the, the global pandemic. And what the enemy wants to do is to establish dominance. Now, people of God. Listen carefully. There have been a lot of conspiracy theory out there. Oh, this is why this is going on. You have to be, you have to understand the times. You have to, um, it's these people that wants to control the world. <sighs> now, everything that happens with, let's take one of those conspiracy theories. A single world government headed by Satan, the Antichrist. Everything is going to be according to my father's plan. There is nothing that will happen that it will not be according to God's plan and according to God's timetable. So instead of drowning your mind with all sorts of theories, why don't you focus on the one that has everything in control? Why don't you why don't you focus on the one? I'd rather be in my father's arms, cuddled up, than worried. I mean, I'm just a little boy. Now, if we all take that position, imagine you have a you have a child that is at home, that is carrying child. Does the child worry about the stock market? Does the child worry about daddy's business? Does the child worry about all the conflicts and battles that they need to fight on the outside to bring food in? The, the child is just 
There, it's daddy's business to protect the child. It is daddy's business. So I'd rather not be God, be out there trying to checkmate Illuminati or try to checkmate <laughs> China or try to checkmate. Come on. We are believers. We are God's children. The only person that is important to us right now is Jesus. 100% is Jesus. Is the one in control. Is the one that we should look up to. Is the one that has everything in his hands. And that's the most important thing. So the enemy wants to establish dominance and destroy the opposition. The purpose of conflict is to drive out the op opposition. But the, the, the thing in God is this. You cannot take delivery of your destiny without a fight. You know, the, um, in Hebrews, the word of God was saying to the Jews that they did not enter the promises because they did not enter his rest. So there is a fight we need to fight to enter into God's rest. That is the fight that we need to fight. To enter into God's rest. Once we are in God's rest, God will take care of us. You cannot be at rest when you are living in fear. You cannot be at rest when you are dominated. Your mind is dominated by all sorts of theories that may not even be true. But we know what is true. That Jesus is Lord. And that he's coming again. He will do what he has said he will do. We should be at peace with that. So for you to take delivery of your destiny, you have to fight. You have to fight. And, and your fight has to be purposeful, violent, and there has to be conflict. So if you find out that you are struggling, it's okay, you are in conflict. That's okay. If you find out that you are struggling right now, you, there's a, you are fighting the fight of faith, you are getting onslaughts on your faith, why do you believe what you believe? If God is in control, why are people suffering? You know, that is, a, that is the fight you are fighting. Some of us, it's spiritual. Some of us, we are actually fighting physically. Some people are ill even right now. They are fighting for their lives. And we stand with them by faith to pray that it will be well with them. So, the purpose of fight for reasons, for main reasons, in your notes, if you, are, if, if, if you have your outline, outlines, is to weaken the opposition. That's number one. Number two, to establish dominance. That's number two. Number three, to destroy and crush the opposition, not just to weaken. And number, number three, to number four, to drive out the opposition. To drive out the opposition. Totally. So, while every conflict has a set of rules, you know, even wars that men propagate, there are rules, you know, we have the Geneva Convention, we have um, the rules of the law of war, we have the Chivaric Code, you know, and all that stuff. But the war we are fighting, the enemy we are fighting, does not fight by the rules. If he hits, he tries to hit below the belt. So we have 
to be vigilant. We have to use all that God has provided for us. Make no mistake about it. We are in battle. We are in battle. We are in battle. In Matthew 11, 12, Matthew 11, 12, the word of God says in Matthew 11, 12, that from the day of John the Baptist began preaching until now, that the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, forcefully advancing, forcefully advancing, forcefully advancing. You know, so we, for you, you're, you're a representation of the kingdom. You're a part of the kingdom. For you to advance, it has to be forceful. And it has been assaulted. And the assault is on. It's real, people. It's real. This warfare is real. <laughs> the Amplified Version says... From the days of John the Baptist until this present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault. And violent men seize it by force as a priced precious possession. A share of the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. So if you want a share of the heavenly kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You know, and that is what is being attacked for the Christian today. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, the Christian's righteousness is being attacked. Oh, what do you need Jesus for? Has Jesus come to help you? Look at what everybody's facing. Throw away your righteousness. You know, because our righteousness is not of us. It's not by the right things we do. It's by the cloak and the covering that we have of Christ. So we are in him and we become the righteousness of God in him. So what the enemy comes against is throw away your righteousness in Christ. You'll be amazed the number of people that are struggling today to hold on to Christ or not. The enemy attacks righteousness. Then once he, once he succeeds with righteousness, yet you can't have peace. So people don't have peace. Presidents don't have peace. Senators don't have peace. Politicians don't have peace. CEOs don't have peace. The people that should have peace, whether they are presidents or CEOs or politicians or, or regular people, are children of God. So, but the enemy is attacking your righteousness. Your peace. And guess what? Your joy in the Holy Spirit. So, a lot of joy is being depleted. A lot of joy is being depleted. People are not joyful again. People are like, hmm, hmm, everything will happen now. You know, you know, I mean, things look bleak to people, but God expects us to be filled with joy. So, a share of the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. So, there is, a, there is a fight of faith. You don't get your righteousness by your fights or your works. 
Once you are righteous, you are going to come under attack. Once you have peace, you are going to come under attack. Once you have joy, you are going to come under attack. That is the fight you need to fight. You see, we have people telling their siblings, something must be wrong with you. How can you be at peace at this kind of time when the whole world is in confusion? How can you be at peace? How can you say you have joy when the whole world is, 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 is mourning, is, is, in, is in sorrow? It is a direct attack. But you have to do what God wants, God expects you to do. We have to do what God expects us to do. Nehemiah 4, 14, God is clear to us. He says, then as I looked over the situation, I mean, this is, this situation, as I looked over the situation, I mean, even like in the place of Nehemiah, I mean, it, it looked like a, a very pathetic situation that we have. It says, but as I looked over the situation, I called together the nobles and the rest of the people as we are doing right now, you know, by joining us online on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube mainly, links on Facebook, links on Periscope and, and Twitter and all that. And I'm saying to you, like Nehemiah said to them, don't be afraid of the enemy. Do I get an amen? <laughs> don't be afraid of, your, of the enemy. Don't be afraid of the enemy. And not just that. I'm reading Nehemiah 4.14. Nehemiah 4.14. In case you, want to, you should follow along. This not just that. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious. Hallelujah. Remember the Lord. So don't be afraid of the enemy on one hand. But not just don't be afraid of the enemy because, you know, you is bravado. No. Remember the Lord who is what? And this is huge. Who is great and glorious. To be glorious means, to be great means to be mighty beyond conception and conceptualization. To be glorious means to be radiant. So, don't be afraid of the enemy, on one hand. Then on the other hand, remember the Lord who is great and glorious. Hallelujah. So, our focus should not be the enemy. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Don't. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious. So don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious. Don't be afraid of the enemy. So we see that God is saying to us clearly, Don't be afraid of the enemy. The enemy is real. The enemy appears little. The enemy appears to be destroying and taking lives. 
But your God is saying to you today, don't be afraid of the enemy. Instead, remember, call to memory. Cause to be your focus, your Lord, your God, who is great and glorious. Hallelujah. Awesome. Awesome. Then, once you are not afraid of the enemy, one, two, you remember the Lord who is great and glorious, then what do you do? What do you do? Fight. He says, fight. Nehemiah 4.14, fight. Fight for your brothers. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. Fight for your homes. Fight for your destiny. So we see what God is saying. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious. It didn't stop at, don't be afraid of the enemy. So people, that's all they are doing. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid. God has not given me the spirit of bondage and fear. Okay, is that what you are going to do for the rest of your life? Or for the rest of the season? No. Shift your focus and remember your God who is great and glorious. Which is why we come online many times and we encourage you, worship, keep God at the center of it all. Focus. Then, once you have not being afraid of the enemy, you are remembering your God who is great and glorious. Don't just stay there yet. After that, go from there and fight. And fight. And not just a personal selfish fight. You are fighting for your brothers. You are fighting for your sisters. You are fighting for your sons. You are fighting for your daughters. You are fighting for your wives. You are fighting for your husbands. You are fighting for your homes. You are fighting for your community. You are fight I'm fighting for God's favorite house. I'm fighting for you. Are you fighting for me? <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so that is that is our position. You fight for your faith. You lock it down and kill it off. <laughs> you fight for your faith. You fight for your faith. You fight for your business. You fight for your career. You fight for your destiny. It's time to fight. And when we say fight, when we say fight, you know, I, I, I hope we are still together, right? Yeah, you're following. I know I've, I've been, I am, I am really excited about all this. When we say fight, how do I fight, Pastor? How do I fight? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm about to teach you how to fight. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Do you want to take that your, your guns out? You're ready to, to, to fight. You're ready to fight. You're ready to shoot. You're ready. Are you ready? Good. So, three fronts in fighting. If, if uh, You should be writing by now. You should have downloaded the outline or you're, you're taking notes online. You know, either ways. You know, we, we, we have an outline and 
you know, for some of you, I know someone said to me, Pastor, I need to listen to this first, then go back and listen to it, then take notes the second time. But the first time I want to listen to it without taking notes. That's fine. That's that's what um, the privilege of being online does, does for us. So the first fight is physical. So fight physical. Fight is physical. In fact, the 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 medical people tell us, the medical people tell us that our bodies were designed to fight off diseases. That, that our bodies were built with mechanisms to fight off diseases. That most people have contacted different diseases in the year that they don't even know, they don't even need medical attention for. That the body by itself Fights. If God designed you to fight from inside, from your DNA, you are designed to fight. So fighting should not be strange to you. You should, that is our tough. We were made for this. We were made to fight. And we love to fight. We love to win. We don't just fight. We love to win the fight. Praise God. So even physically, you are designed to fight. Your cells are designed to fight. When the cells cannot fight, it is, it is an aberration. When, when the, the immune system is not, if I call the immune system, <laughs> when the immune system is not up, up to the par, then you need external, you know, drugs or, you know, uh, stimulations and stuff. But naturally, the doctors and the medical people tell us that our bodies were designed to fight. So physically, you were designed to fight. So, so, and to take that fight and to make it optimal, particularly in this time of infectious diseases, three things you have to do. You need to watch, number one, and be deliberate because fight is what? Is what? We said it is what? It is purposeful. It is violent. It is conflict. You have to be deliberate about what you eat. You have to be deliberate about what you eat. You are going to eat, you are going to fight by eating the right things. You are going to fight by eating to boost your immune system. You are going to fight by eating fruits and vegetables, not those that they wash in the gutters. <laughs> ah, it's so pathetic. When I watched that video, I, 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 I mean, it, I, I, I'm sure some of you have seen that video of fruit sellers watching it, washing the fruits in, in, in gutter, you know, you know, in Lagos, I mean, it's, it's sad. Those of us in China, in, in Canada, in South Africa, in Costa Rica, you know, and all over, you, you don't understand what we are talking about, <laughs> you know, but, but generally, you need to fight your physically, your physical fight, by number one, be, be purposeful about what you eat. This is not the time to just be eating oh, starch. Oh, I'm eating, uh, you're just eating a bar. You're just, you just want to, this is not, the, this is the time to be deliberate about your food. You have to eat right. You have to, you have to, you have to take your, your supplements. You have to, no junk food. She says, oh, but, but Pastor, ah, I like Aura, you know, Aura, you know. <laughs> no, 
Ora, okay? No suya. Eh? No junk food. Eh? <laughs> Eat right and your eating is purposeful conflict. I know some of you, you're like, oh, am I, you know, some, some husband, <laughs> some husband said to the wife, am I now a goat? Am I now a goat? All these leaves you have given me to eat, am I now a goat? <laughs> Please give me pomojo, you know? Listen, eat veggies, eat fruits, eat things that will boost your immune system because you are at war. Your physical fight is watch what you eat. Number two, physical fight is watch how you move. Watch how you move. You, the fact that we have, we are sheltered in place, we are sick at home, does not mean you have to be a couch potato. Does not mean you have to sit at home. I have one remote control on this hand, popcorn on this hand, coke on this side. You are just eating, you know, you, are, you, you sit down for eight hours, binging on Netflix. Get up and move. In fact, one of the things they said to us <clears throat> also is that our bodies were designed to move. You know, I, I, I can't remember all the full analysis, you know, that the human body was actually designed to move, to be in motion. So, get up and walk around the house. If you have a compound, jog around your compound. My mom that is over 70, she, every day, she jogs around her house for one hour. I don't know how many laps she goes around that house for one hour. She walks around her, around her house for one hour. I've told you before, here, I, I gear up, I hit this, this, the highway. I jog on the highway. I don't jog on the footpath. Move. Exercise. Do your push-ups. Do your cardio. Thank God for the internet. On YouTube, you can get... Tons and tons of aerobics and cardio exercises that you can do in your house. You don't even need any gym. You know, personally, you know, I, if you know me, I'm in Lagos. I, I don't go to any gym. You know, I, I just do my stuff. So you can, how you move, how you move. So what you eat, what you eat, how you move, these are how these are ways to fight this physical battle. And number three, how you eat, how you move, what you eat, how you move. Number three, your, the state of your heart. So how can the state of my heart affect my physical, um, my physical fitness? It does. There are loads and loads of scriptures that shows us that the state of your heart can make you sick. <laughs> you know, you know, I just give you one. Proverbs 14:30. It says, A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. A peaceful heart, that's Proverbs 14:30. Proverbs 14:30 says, A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. A peaceful heart 
leads to a healthy body. That is, an unpeaceful heart at will lead to what? An unhealthy body. So, remember we started from righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God. So, your peace is, is important and it's in God. Secure your righteousness. Your peace follows. Your joy follows. That's how it works. So, fight physical. In your notes, the second fight there is fight mental. Mental. There's a mental fight that you need. There's a mental war that you need to fight. There's a mental battle that is going on. Even right now, mental battles, it's enormous. It's huge. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, You cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So the thought of, you know, I, as a pastor, I get calls from people, male, female, a lady called me, you know, she's having mental attacks. She says, oh, pastor, I have panic attacks. I can't sleep. I spoke to another man. He says, the man said to me, ah, I had to move into the garage. I had to move into the garage. I said, why? She said, why are you in the garage? Ah, I just, I just, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to touch anything in the house. So, <laughs> the devil is a bastard. You know, it's just a big bastard. It's, a, it's an idiot. He will take advantage, but with us, he will fail in the name of Jesus. He will fail. So, we cast down imaginations we, and every eye thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and we bring it to captivity every thought. So, you have, you are at war. So, you have a right to attack every thought in your mind and say, no, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I bring you into captivity and I cast you out of my mind. You have no place in me. You have no power over me. This is then, after you've done that, you focus on your God, which is great and glorious. You know? Hallelujah to the Lord, he reigns. Hallelujah to the Lord, he reigns. He reigns, he reigns, he reigns. Hallelujah to the Lord. He reigns. And you fight. And when it comes to the mental fight, again, there are three sides to the mental side fight. There are, there are three sides to the uh, physical fight. There are three sides to the mental fight. The mental fight, the first thing is ignorance. Is ignorance. Ignorance is a big... You need to fight ignorance. You need to fight ignorance. Because... When you don't know, the first ignorance is not even knowing that there's a fight going on. <laughs> thinking, oh, just thinking, you all your knowledge is what CNN says. If all your knowledge is what social media says, oh, these people are dying, oh, this thing is bitter, oh, this is that. If that's all your knowledge, you are ignorant. You are ignorant. So, ignorance is not knowing that there's a fight going on. And not even knowing what fight. It's interesting that what we are battling is a virus, right? It is, the, it is a very good depiction of 
the fight of the Christian. You can't see the enemy. But it's real. You know, people that say they don't believe in spiritual things, if you can't see it, uh, da, 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 da. you can't see the enemy, but it's real. With the right equipment, you can see the enemy. So, and it's not, this equipment is not available for everybody. So, with the, with the microscope or whatever devices they can use, they can see the virus. Same thing spiritually, with the right equipment, with the gift of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit opens your eyes, you can see the enemy. So, this is a very close correlation to our fight as Christians. The one we've been fighting ever since. So we are used to fighting on sin enemies anyway. <laughs> you know, that's our tough. That is that is uh, that is uh, our forte. You know, we we are used to fighting on, on, on sin enemies. Praise God. So ignorance is a big deal. So pure ignorance, you know, and some people they've taught them not to fight. You know, they taught them not to fight. You know, just take it easy. You know, you're a Christian. There's no fight going on. Confusing the work of the cross on the cross of Calvary. You know, you know, thinking, oh, Jesus has done it all. There's no spiritual warfare. You don't need to fight. That's Old Testament stuff. You know, okay. Go and face this virus and say, it's Old Testament stuff. <laughs> you have to fight. The difference is where you are fighting from. In the Old Testament, they are fighting to get victory. They are fighting for victory. For us in the New Testament, we are fighting from victory. We are fighting from a place of victory. Jesus on the cross of Calvary, by his wounds, we were healed. So every disease... It is our duty so to subject it to the work of the cross. It's our duty to do it, and that is fight. So the erroneous thing is, oh, oh, we are fine. There's no biggie, you know. There's no Jesus paid it all, you know. Get. You have to fight. Praise God. The land was flowing with milk and honey. Was occupied by giants. The land that is flowing with milk and honey was occupied by giants. You have to fight. You know, a lady sent me a message. Um, I think early hours of this morning when I was preparing for, for this um, teaching. And she said to me that, Pastor... That at the beginning of the year, when we gave the prophetic word, that this year is the year of light. That this year is the year of light. That when she sat down, you know, that people were jubilating, that she sat down and said, Ah, that means there will be gross darkness this year. <laughs> that is someone that has spiritual sense. Because if you understand scriptures, you will know that when gross darkness covers the earth, then light becomes evident and relevant. So light shines brightest when it's darkness. Even in the scriptures, of course, Isaiah 60. So she was like, hmm, this man is saying light. It's the year of light. That means there will be gross darkness. Yeah, 
But but we we not focus on the darkness. We focus on the light. You know, I mean, I could have come up and say, oh, this year is going to be a year of gross darkness. You know, da -da 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 -da. of course, the video will be trending by now. <laughs> we want to know for what we are for, not what we are against. You know, we are for light. And that is where the difference of our fight. In the Old Testament, the fight is... They are known for what they are against. In the New Testament, we are known for who we are for. Light, Jesus. So, we, we, we are not to be known for what we are against. We are to be known for who we are for. So, rather than declaring this the year of darkness, that is, and you have to, you have to pray and through darkness, that is... Um, not in the new, that's not operating from the new covenant. You are you are saying that you need to earn it, but operating from the new covenant means you are saying this is light. This is where we are. So this is our finest hour. So so what that, what does that mean? That means that. Light shines brightest when it's darkest. That's what it means. Mark 3, 27. Mark 3, 27 says, Let me illustrate this further. Let me illustrate this further. Mark 3, 27. Can someone please be putting up the, the scriptures? Mark 3, 27. It says, Let me illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? It's a question. And he answers, only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his goods. So who is able to enter these nations and arrest coronavirus? Let's be specific. Is someone who is stronger that who is even stronger that can do that and his name is Jesus his name is Jesus not only is he just going to do it he has done it so so we are saying this is where we stand on Christ the solid rock we stand and that is where our liberty and our freedom comes from. Let me go very quickly. So mentally, the first thing you need to fight is ignorance. Ignorance. The second thing, the second thing we need to fight is fear. It's fear. You know, that is that's been consistent. I mean, all along. You see, you see, you have to fight fear. Some people are afraid to fight because they don't understand the nature of our fight. Some people are afraid to fight because they, they think, oh, will I win? Do I have the energy? Do I have the strength? Listen, you are that's Old Testament thinking. The New Testament thinking is we are not afraid to fight because we are more than conquerors already through him who loved us. Hallelujah. In fact, if that's all you get today, that is that's all you need. Jesus, the person of Jesus. 
Psalm, Psalm 78 verse 9, Psalm 78 verse 9 says that the warriors of Ephraim, though armed with bow, they were armed with bow, they turned their back and fled in the day of battle. Combat is active hostility. Get used to it. Get used to it. So we are armed with the salvation that is in Christ. We are saved. That's what saved. We've shared it before. Sozo. It means saved from sin, saved from sickness, saved from demons, saved from poverty. It's, it's the same word. Saved. So fear has no place in you. Fear has no power over you. So mental fight, we, 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 are, we are fighting Mentally, we are fighting ignorance, fear. The third thing, the third mental fight, is incompetence. Is incompetence. Not knowing how. Not knowing how to fight. Psalm 144, it says that, praise the Lord, I think that's one, who is my rock? He trains my hands to war and gives me fingers skilled in battle. Oh. So, at this time, as we sit with God, God will make us competent. Some people are incompetent. They have the tools, they know the scriptures, they can pray, but they are incompetent. You will be competent in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, and again, competence comes by, you know, nobody gets saved and gets competent. You know, competence comes when you associate with Christians, when you when you're in community, you know. Um you see how this person is, you know, we learn by models. You know, I talked about that two Sundays ago. We learned by models. So you see how this person is tackling issues. You can learn from it, can bring it to yourself. And and over over time, you become competent. You know, one of the reasons why people never become competent is they come into Christ, they are saved, but they are full of themselves. They are full of their old ways. So they see how things are done in the kingdom. And they are saying, no, no, no. This is how I do my own thing. If you continue, you'll be a casualty. The kingdom of God does not operate the same way as the world operates. At all. At all. So when you come into the kingdom, you shred a lot of the things that are not in line with God. They will make sense, but it just don't work in the kingdom. And I can go through a whole list, but for time. So, fight physical, fight mental, fight spiritual. Fight spiritual. Now, at, I'm, I'm, I'm going to round up with the spiritual thing. Fight number 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 three, spiritual, spiritual, and that is 
you know, like I said, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because we've done a lot of teaching on that. We know what to do, but I'm just going to point us to two scriptures that reinforces what we need to do spiritually. And those scriptures are 2 Corinthians 10, 3, the first one. It says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Boom! For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. So, even this battle, there's a way the world is going about it, right? How we wage war is different. It's different. We wage war spiritually. And you have to put that at the, at the back of your mind. Ephesians 6.10 says to us, Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the mighty powers. It's put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. It's for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Our struggle is not against viruses and bacteria, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Since therefore, put on the whole armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes as it has come, you will be able to stand your ground. And that's why we are having this teaching. We have to be able to stand our ground. You have to be able to stand your ground. You have to be able to stand your ground. You have to be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand. So our fight is real. Our fight is real. How we will fight, we've explained. Where we are fighting from, we've explained. The three dimensions of our fight, physical, mental, and spiritual, we have explained. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Tell it in the